0: The sun will rise faster, the universe This is a little bit different from my setup. Uh, normally, I'm actually just in my car on my lunch break at work, and I decided that I wanted to, because of public outcry, because of the, the great mass of messages I've gotten asking about when I was going to release my next uh, stream on Pius, uh, Pope St. Pius X. So I decided that uh, I'd just take a few few minutes and to go over his life as a canon of his diocese and then as uh, spiritual director of the seminary. So uh, that's, that's what I decided to do to just uh, just take my time at, at, uh, on my lunch break because I don't really do much, but read anyways. But uh, if you would like me to uh, do more of these, then definitely become a patron at patreon.com slash militant Thomas. And uh, before this, I actually got like 20 minutes into the stream, And then I went back and realized that like it, halfway through it stopped recording for some reason. So that was, that was super annoying, but Hey, you're getting it the second time around. So usually practice makes perfect. So this should be even better than the first time. Uh, but um, these, this has been uh, very uh, sort of after popular, um, as I said, public outcry because I didn't, I wanted to release uh, one per week. So I guess I'll be doing more like uh, two or three a week. So make sure you stay tuned and subscribe if you're, if you're enjoying this, because I will be, I think, doing about probably 10 episodes. So, uh, what is that? Like six or seven more? So, um, that's what I'll be doing in the future. And since this is so popular, I'll probably do a few more series on the lives of the saints. And I think that fills a, uh, a gap in, in a lot of people's lives that, that aren't filled, um, in catechetically kind of like it should be. Um, because normally, uh, in in the general history of of Catholic uh, catechetical um, tradition and really social tradition, you'll get uh, that it's hagiogra- hagiographical, hagiographical, hagiographical. Probably that's the right way of saying it. Um, you get a lot of the lives of the saints being put forward as exemplars in order to. To um, Exemplify the Christian life in in order to as uh, Saint Paul says to follow after them as they follow uh, christ, so the, I think that 's something that 's very important and something we really long for and I think that having this series uh hit a hit a note in a lot of people is they recognized that they love hearing stories about the saints that 's something in, in a in a way that 's entertaining and not really uh dry and boring in a way in which you're hearing about the whole life of the saint you you you're not hearing just the uh general one or two miracle stories that they have but you're really getting down to um the the quote-unquote early life section and the personal life section of the wikipedia of their lives is you're you're hearing a little bit more about how they were actual people who um and, and and you're hearing about how they became uh saints and uh, the very struggles that they went through towards sanctity. And that's something which is very motivating. Uh, and it's been very motivating for me, uh, reading on the life of Pope St. Pius X. So, uh, and, and you get also, um, especially in the way that I'm doing it here, is you're getting a lot of the personality of Pope St. Pius X coming through. That Pope St. Pius X wasn't some boring person. He wasn't a square who had no fun. He had a very lively personality people would say that he was very funny. People would say that they remember uh, that uh, I think um, in in the future, when we go over uh, him being a bishop, people would always say that when people went into uh, Pope St. Pius X's office for a meeting, because he kept his office open all the time for meetings, that uh, his secretary said that he would always hear people laughing inside of the meetings because of how, uh, how funny he was, and how much people loved being around him, and that's something that we miss a lot of times in a more uh, rigid framework of viewing the lives of the saints that they aren't uh, people, but you can be an enjoyable person and a saint. you can be a good person to be around and a saint, and some of the most saintly people that I've met in my life have been people who I genuinely enjoy being around, not just because um, i am I, i'm following the exemplary, um, image of virtue, which they have placed before me, but also because they are just fun people to be around. It's, I I delight being around them in, in not just the sense of, of virtue. And I think genuinely that sitting down uh, with a cigar with, uh, with Pope St. Pius X would have been an amazing experience. It would have just been enjoyable. It would have just been a great conversation, not necessarily even about, uh, about theological matters but it, it would have just been fun he, he was just a, must have been a great person to be around and you see that a lot in a lot of the lives of the saints not just pope saint Pius the who was often imaged as some uh, tyrant and very uh rigid and angry all the time and always yelling about modernism and stuff well that was a very based part of his life yelling about modernism and uh, i wish more people did that there were various facets to Pope St. Pius X. And as I mentioned before, this might randomly stop recording for like 15 seconds. And if that happens, um, it it happens. So uh, if I randomly stop talking for 15 seconds, I will uh, I will eventually continue talking again. So just skip the video forward like 10 seconds and you should be fine. So uh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So I'm going to get right into it. We're going to be talking about this probably only will be another 10 or 15 minutes, uh, because I'm just going over his life as a Canon, which wasn't too long before he was appointed a Bishop. But as I said before, um, if you're really enjoying this, I, I would really appreciate, um, you becoming a patron. It, I it's of any amount. And I give you, uh, definitely your money's worth. Um, that would, that would be really helpful because I definitely do want to do this, uh, full time, uh, working sucks. Uh, well, not working in general. I like working, but, uh, working in a, uh, a soul, uh, sucking environment, uh, that, that sucks. Uh, I love, I love working and I love doing this work, but, uh, but my normal day job, it is, uh, it is not fun. So if you would do that for me, I would very much appreciate it. Uh, it would, it would help me be able to help you and, uh, be able to have me do more series. I'm thinking after this of doing a series on Saint Constantine the Great, and uh, maybe Blessed Charlemagne, uh, Father Lagrange, and and a few others, um, a few others that I've thought of. And eventually, obviously, I'll I'll do one on the life of Saint Thomas. But uh, but Saint Thomas is a little different. Uh, but we don't need to get into that now. So let's get into his life as a canon. Okay. So in 1875, that's where we're starting, a uh, position for the canon of the Diocese of Treviso opened up, but also um, a position as the spiritual director at the seminary opened up at the same time. And it was pretty typical during these days for uh, canons to have different jobs besides just being the canon of the cathedral wasn't really a full-time job it was it was more of a uh, pastoral uh, position that they had and they would often do other things uh, in the diocese so he um, so the bishop and the canons of the diocese decided that they wanted the same guy for that job they were going to look for one package deal for for this job and almost everybody uh, recommended pious because at this time, he had become famous through his preaching. He had even done stuff at the diocesan level, and people just absolutely loved Pius. So he was on the lips of everybody when it came to who they were going to hire for this job, because again, people just flipped out over Pius. Like you saw it, uh, layman, um, he would just go to a town, preach, and people would just fall in love with him and uh, want him to do everything. So uh, it was a pretty easy choice for for Pius getting this position. So uh, the bishop actually was a bit a bit worried for Pius, uh, even before this appointment, which was a motivating factor for elect the election of well, the choosing by the bishop of Pius. Because again, the bishop was very worried that Pius was going to die. They thought that if they let him be alone for any more period of time, he would starve himself to death because of how much he absolutely loved giving his money away. He just loved giving his money away. He gave all of his money away to other people because uh he just loved people. That was something about pious. He did not care about money. That that was the least worry on his mind. So he would just give it away all the time and be like, well, whoops, there's uh there's no food to eat. I can't really afford it. Uh I guess this is a an opportunity for virtue. I guess I can uh unite my sufferings to the sufferings of Christ and to become more cruciform. It was it was he's just an amazing man, like as as I said a million times before, just amazing man like these this this is crazy like this is this is something to to absolutely follow after is just this detachment from the world um for the for the things of god it it was just uh it was just amazing and, and most of us complain about having to uh having to abstain from meat on Friday like no it it it's not hard like be be like pious be like pious so um, the bishop, worried about his health, decided that this would be great because now he would be at the seminary, and at the seminary they would have communal meals, and Pius would be forced to eat. He wouldn't be able to – he could He could give away all his money, all he wanted. He could give away all his money, all his salary. The bishop, totally fine with that now because uh, what Pius couldn't really give away is the meals that the seminary would provide for the – Ah uh, professors and workers of the seminary and the students of the seminary. So no matter what Pius was now eating, so uh, so Pius would not die. so the bishop was happy with this appointment um, especially. So uh, this was a very prominent upgrade for Pius because before he was a parish priest of a well pretty pretty wealthy parish, um his second appointment was pretty wealthy, uh, but it wasn't um, it wasn't on the level of a canon of the cathedral. So uh, this was a huge upgrade for Pius, and it was a very prominent role. So, uh, but Pius didn't really care about that. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't really concerned about his own uh, earthly fame or glory. But objectively speaking, it was it was a very nice upgrade, even though he lived just as he had lived before, as we'll get into a bit later. So this was also also a little bit more comfortable for Pius, which is which is interesting. Um, he now was able to get three rooms, three smaller rooms, but still three rooms. That was, it's pretty good for a single guy to have three rooms that you're able to sleep and study in and to be able to do all your, your extra work in. So it was, it was very nice for him. He, he had, he had three rooms at the seminary. So that, that's pretty great, especially during that day. Um, and he, he is said to, uh, at the seminary have had the, Profoundest humility, as we've seen time and time again. And there's this interesting quote that I'm going to read to you guys from the first exhortation that he gave to the seminary students as their spiritual director, because this wasn't a teaching job; this was a job of spiritual direction. Which, when we think of Pope Saint Pius, we think of him a little bit more as a uh, as a great teacher of the faith, which he was. A great scholar, which he was, even a musician, which he was. But when it comes to Pope Saint Pius X, the uh, the most profound thing about his life, which people recognize from an early day, was his great ability in the spiritual life, his profound, um, his his profound knowledge of the human condition, being able to lead people to virtue and to sanctity and to sainthood. This was something which Pope Saint Pius excelled in. So he said. Um, Oh. shows that how Pius viewed himself, even though he was a canon of the cathedral, he was a brilliant uh, preacher. He was widely regarded within his diocese. All he saw himself through his entire uh, life, even his life as a canon, as we'll see as a bishop and even uh, as a patriarch, cardinal and pope, that uh, Pope St. Pius X saw himself as merely a poor parish priest, as a poor kid from a poor home. That's what Pius saw himself as, even though, uh, objectively speaking, that's not what he was uh, from any uh, accounting of his life. But due to the profound humility, you'll see in in the great spiritual writers, uh, such as um, St. John of the Cross, and such as St. Thomas Aquinas, and St. Teresa of Avila, you'll see that these great mystics, that the first step in the mystical life, in the spiritual life, is self-abasement is viewing yourself as uh, as basically uh, the most terrible creature ever, <laughs> so so to speak. As viewing yourself in great humility and lowliness, as desiring this great humility and lowliness to not be glorious in the things of this world. And you'll see this later in his papacy that he kind of thought that the uh, that the papal tiara was a bit too gaudy for him. Was a bit too. A bit too glorious for the poor country boy, for the poor parish priest, he thought that he wasn't deserving of that glory, although we can we can argue that the objective glory of the papacy as vicar of Christ um, uh, requires uh such such outward glory, but he viewed himself in this in this light of humility his entire life, and it's just amazing so uh he during this during this time as spiritual director, he was very effective. Uh the students are said to have loved him, which isn't uh necessarily uh he's not necessarily the most popular man on campus, the the spiritual director. Usually this isn't seen as uh you you might have a professor who's super popular or or, or somebody of that sort. But usually the guy that uh tells you to uh to seek after virtue and to uh to deny yourself that's usually not the most popular guy on campus. Usually turns out to be some sort of uh, some sort of gadfly, uh, as as Socrates was labeled, but people really loved him, and he was uh, seen to be somebody who was very effective at his job. There are there are uh, objective fruits of his labors in completely changing the way in which uh, the seminary seminarians' spiritual life was. So there's there's a funny note which is which is given in one of the biographies, a Forbes biography. He was said to be very, very concerned with with personal cleanliness. That was that was something which was which was uh which is harped on over and over again by, by Pope St. Pius X. I'm not sure uh I'm not sure why, but one one could one could posit that the reason was because uh, when it comes to personal discipline even in matters of of such things as study as personal cleanliness and such other things as this this really does play a large role in the spiritual life that in the spiritual life even the sort of uh natural discipline definitely plays and uh, pours over into spiritual discipline but the the funny note that forbes makes is that he says that um that this was this was odd for Pope Saint Pius X in Italy to to uh, to have great very, very much success with personal cleanliness, because he says, "quote This is not as rule the most prominent characteristic of southern nations." So, I guess um, I guess Italians were known for being dirty. Uh, something about southern nations. I think Forbes was from England, so he might have a little bit of English supremacy there. But I felt that was a was a humorous note. So again just as he had done uh, previously as as a as a parish priest at the seminary he would give all his money away uh he was making more money than he had in his entire life and probably more than he could ever dream of uh, coming from the background he did but still he just gave all of it away uh he he would people would often go to him um they would have students whose mothers uh were were widows and uh who needed to be taken care of and the students would know to come to Pius and be like look i i my parent my mom is in some financial trouble Uh, i need i need money and he would almost always give the money and there's an interesting story about a a particular uh student so there was a a seminarian who his mother and father were still alive and they were still um divorce didn't exist in this time. Divorce still doesn't exist, but uh they weren't separated or anything like that. But his dad was was poor, just as Pius' dad was poor. And he needed a few pounds. Uh I don't actually don't know what the what the money would be, but uh the author is is British and he calls it pounds. So I am guessing that wasn't the uh exact form of money. So I'm just gonna say dollars. He needed he needed some money, uh that no matter what uh, denomination of currency you're gonna say. So he needed money. And uh, he came. He, he went around and talked to his fellow students and lamented about how his father was about to about to just go completely broke and how his family was going to starve to death. So the other students kept saying, "Like, look, go to Pius. You need to go to Pius. He will give you the money. He he's good. He he will always uh, provide the money if there is somebody in need." And the student was very hesitant, but eventually the student capitulated and said, "Okay, okay." I will go to Pius. I will ask him about uh about letting me borrow some some money, so he goes to pius and he he tells he tells his story about how his dad was was poor and his dad didn't have any money and pius said uh look i don't have I don't really have any any money right now. I kind of gave all my money away already, and the student just just breaks down crying and just flips out but not flips out in a a violent sense or an angry sense but he is just at the realm of despair so Pius says look 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 don't don't freak out please don't freak out uh but but make sure uh you, you just come back tomorrow come back tomorrow and and i will i i will i'll find a way how to get the money so the student, um the student calms down and just the seminarian calms down, decides to go back to his room and hang out and, and wait for the next day. So the next day, uh the student comes back and uh the student says, Well, Pius, and uh and Pius responds, Well, seminarian, and the seminarian responds, uh, do you do you have the, the money that my dad needs? And Pope Pius, I, I, I'm not kidding. Uh, Pope Saint Pius X. Uh, he responds, uh, "What do I look like to you? Do I look like a bank? I can't make money come out of thin air." And the student, like the student, absolutely breaks down again. And then Pius, Pius is like, "Wait, wait, I would. I, I promise that was just a joke. That was just a joke. I was just messing with you." And he opens up his drawer and and gives gives him the the money. So I, I thought that was that was kind of a, a funny uh, P- Pius basically trolled one of the seminarians. Um it's, I thought it was a funny story. And uh and then Pius is like, look, um you're gonna you're gonna be a parish priest soon and the guy's like, Yeah, yeah. And Pius is like, Okay, good, because I had to part of this money and I owe people money now. So if you would if you would uh uh pay me back so I can uh pay back my my debtors uh that that would uh, that would be great. Um uh, and thank you for that. So so Pius there there's just plenty of stories from people who who were uh seminarians under Pius at this time of just things like that, of of just his kindness and then also it, it shows his 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 light uh light side to him that uh that this idea of the absolutely rigid and personality uh, saint is, is not an accurate one. That uh, you can be a saint and actually have a personality. So I'm, I'm sure, honestly, that that Pope Saint Pius X, if he was around nowadays, he would love memes. He would he would definitely post memes and even uh, even funny ones. I've I've had people get mad at me for for posting memes as as non non Christ like uh, poking fun at people because I mean I mean. Pius X was an expert at poking fun at people. There's there's another story about him. That they would say that at uh, at seminary meals, that he would chastise people often if they brought up um the word logic or or reason. That if people were uh just going to the table and just uh just continuing to harp on and on about about whatever they were learning that day that he would he would stop them and be like, look, let let's just let's just get to know each other. Let's just let's just uh talk about um talk about things, you know, how, how life is going and stuff. And it was said that uh during lunch he also would uh, in order to lighten the mood, he would poke fun at the professors to the students all the time. He would he would uh, joke around with them about that. So um so it is no it's not necessarily a sin. Uh people have people have often pointed to the book of Proverbs to me uh, when when I, when I poke fun at other, other people uh, good naturedly uh, from memes and saying like, Oh, the, the, uh, the wicked man um, deceives his neighbor and says that I was just kidding. Um, But no, I have, I have a saintly, saintly, um, saintly backing to, to making memes, poking fun at people or groups. So he, he was, he was said to do that very often actually. So uh, it was also said that during this time, um, you're going to see this was a perpetual um, focus of Pope St. Pius X. He was very much focused on catechizing uh, the kids of the area. So he would take it upon himself, even with all of his busyness, to catechize the local children. The The other canons of the cathedral are like, look, Pius, you, you have a lot on your plate. You, are you really sure? Uh, you're doing all this other stuff. Are you really sure you want to catechize these kids? We'll just get one of the lower uh, priests to catechize them. And then Pius absolutely uh, refused to not be the one to catechize the kids. He said that it is my job as a spiritual father to catechize these children who need to know the faith. I will continue to catechize these kids till the day I die. This is this is something which is not negotiable. I will catechize these kids. And uh, this, this also um, – Lends credence to to Pious being known uh, this was something that Pope St Pius X to this day is known for is his catechetical abilities and this is seen in the catechism, the uh, commonly called the the catechism of Pope St. Pius X, which was used in Italy um, during his his pontificate. It was a universal catechism, but if you read it it's a it's a really wonderful catechism, and I definitely have have gained much fruit. From its use, and definitely in the future, um, I I will continue to use it when it comes to my own catechetical uh, my own catechetical uh, adventures because I that that's something which I also love to do is uh, I think I think um, the thing that that will be uh, something which will change the future is catechizing kids in the faith just just the, the three step three step program for all of you to to save western civilization first actually four steps first marry a good woman second have a lot of children with her third catechize these kids in the faith and fourth take them to mass four four step program that's that's basically um um and i know you guys you guys might not necessarily love him the most but if you read uh, archbishop marcel lefebvre that's what he said was, was basically for, for those who are married. He said that's that's the way of doing it, to have a lot of kids or to become a priest. Or, uh, or if you're a female, then uh, become a sister. That, that's, that's the way of going about it. That's, that's, how, that's how you uh, affect cultural change that doesn't happen in a moment. Um, and uh, training kids up in the, the true faith. Uh, to them, to they themselves, to train kids up in the true faith, and to perpetually do this, rather than the absolutely uh, self-destructive habits of the secular world, and the um, and the what what is the word I'm thinking of? The um, propaganda that that is being pushed by the world in the in the schools, both public and private. That the remedy for this is to uh, have counter propaganda, have the wonderful narratives of the propaganda of the glorious West and of the of the glorious and saintly um, saints of the Church. That is the way to counter propagandize the the uh, the youths in order to get them away from from secularism and to uh, to guard them from that. But that that's just uh, my brief aside. So uh, continuing on. Um, it, it is also said that during this time as a canon, as I said, there's not much material. This is this is my last point. But it is said that he loved to to go on walks. That's something which Pope Saint Pius X did often. Is he would go on a nice little walk uh, around around town. He would do it every night. He, his schedule was very rigid. He would all day be doing stuff, and then finally he would uh, he would get to his room at nine o'clock at night, and then spend three or four hours uh, studying. But he did take a walk during the day. Uh, that's very important, guys. Pope Saint Pius X. Follow his example and actually go outside. <laughs> like, don't don't stay indoors all day. Um, going outside and taking a walk will be good for you. Um, but he would take this walk every day, and it seems like a mundane, uh, mundane detail. But, but what would happen on these walks is uh, he was so popular among the locals and among the seminarians that people would follow him on his walks. This would, these were his personal walks, but he would sacrifice that time that he had to himself uh, in, in his enjoyment of his personal walks. And he would walk around, and rather than having it be idle time, all these people that would, that would follow him on these walks, he would teach them the faith, and he would give them spiritual, um, spiritual guidance and such like that. That is what Pius would do uh, at all times. That just shows his his sanctity, his love for teaching the faith, and his popularity among people as as his time is canon. At as canon. So that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, Thank you for watching. I'm sorry that this is such odd circumstances. I'm sure the my my uh, AirPods aren't the best microphone in the world. So thank you for bearing with me. But if you uh, again, uh, sorry for mentioning this a third time, but if you would become a patron, that would be much, much uh, appreciated because that would help me in the future to be able to produce a lot more stuff like this, and maybe even uh, I'm thinking about maybe doing a, a spin-off channel if, if these sort of uh, playlists get a lot of popularity. Um, why, why uh, clog the militant Thomas feed when I could uh, I could do another another series because there there it is lacking a bit. I mean, you'll get uh, priests homilies that are posted online and uh, maybe get sections, which are read from, from the lives of the saints, but you don't really get these, uh, these sort of, uh, merely narrative, uh, uh, accounts of the life of saints. I think that's something which is, which is really important and something which is lacking and needed that we need to, uh, know the tradition of our church of the, the saints of our church. So I think that'd be, that'd be cool. And I've always, uh, even when I was, um, I probably I probably didn't mention this before, but uh, when I was um, a catechist um, and an ordinand in the Anglican Church, that is something which I would which I would do all the time. Is as sermon illustrations when I would preach, I would preach uh, quite often, and uh, as illustrations when I was catechizing uh, kids, something which I drew on was my interest in the hagiographies and in the, uh, in the lives of the saints, which have been written over the years is I would use them as illustrations and people absolutely loved it. Um, people would always ask me about, um, about these cool stories about the saints. And I think that's just uh, something which is very appealing. So, uh, in the future, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do more of this. Uh, let me know if that's something you guys would be interested in, in this, because that is the reason I do this. I do this for you guys. I don't, I don't do this. Um, for myself I definitely uh, see this as as a way of service to to the church if there's any way I can help holy mother church so thank you guys for listening and do penance for the kingdom of God is at hand